to the rumor mill uh this is evan Ayers, your host here with a chat show where we talk about every week the ins and outs of rupaul's drag race universe all the rumors tea and speculation where we shoot the shit talk shit and sometimes we take a break to take a shit and in that case today we are joined by a very special few guests um as myself we have joe patance and we are joined by jimmy ante slash brett baxley hello to you both hello hello but i have to make i've been evan i want you to know i've been corrected it's Jimmy Anti. I used to say Anti too, and he goes, "I'm no one's Anti." I don't know who pronounces no. Anti. 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 Anti acid. Anti acid. But no, I. I mean, but it's not anti acid. It's ant acid. Yeah, that's ant acid. You don't say Antifa. You huh? Antifa? Wait. So it's Jamie Anti. <laughs> Jamie. Jimmy Anti. Jamie. <laughs> Um, Brooks, Jones, Dupree, uh, Delexington, Dupree, Delexington, Dupree, uh, O'Hara, Saint James, Mornay, Davenport. Um, yeah. For those of you who don't know or are new to the Afterthought Media family, uh, Jimmy Anti is a beloved member of our Afterthought Media. He is a young, gorgeous twink, but and gorgeous drag queen from Missouri, or is it Missouri? I don't even. I don't know right now. If you Missouri. are an old man from the heart of the, the state, then it's Missouri. But if you're me, it's just Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Well, Missouri loves company. And that for that case, we are joined also by Joe Batance, the father and daddy of Afterthought Media. Hello, Joe. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. Uh, we are, have an interesting set of co-hosts this week. Uh, George Daniels will not be joining us. Uh, she had um, an prior obligations, and Jamila will be joining us as soon as she can get set up in her studio at home, uh, the perks of living in a major U.S. city with delayed trains. So she'll be with us shortly. Uh, so for now, it's the three of us shooting the ship. And I wanted to uh, actually take the opportunity to give this over to Joe Batance because I like when daddy comes to visit and I like to let him do his thing. So, Joe, how are you? What brings you to these parts today? Well, I'm good because I want, you know, one of the things is I suggested to you politely mm-hmm. that your show you know, like you should have on this Jimmy Anti. For those of you listening who aren't Patreon supporters, Jimmy's been over on the Patreon side of things uh, on a show called Bring It to the Runway, where they talk about the looks. And I, I Evan, I got to tell you something. Too bad Jamila's not here to hear the compliment. I thought last week's rumor mail was so good. Oh, thanks. And I was like, you know, what? yeah. And I was like, you know what the show needs? The show needs a, a drag queen. Because I think at a certain point, either you or George said, well, we can't say this because we're not drag queens, or we don't know this because we're not drag queens. I'm like, they should have a drag queen on there, and I know the perfect drag queen. Because one of the things that I like about the show is sort of the youthful energy of the show. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd bring in, like, well, why not bring in a 20-year-old drag queen from, you know, Missouri, <laughs> as the old people say. And uh, and that's who Jimmy is. Now, Jimmy, now, Jimmy and I, Jimmy's, now, by the way, Jimmy, even though she's 20, She's an OG listener of the show, Evan. Oh, Jimmy, I, I remember Jimmy being like, I think Jimmy, I don't know who came, which came first, the Evan or the Jimmy, but we we go back. Oh, no. Yeah, Jimmy's way before Evan. Oh, really? Jimmy started in season seven, right, Jimmy? 
Um, I think it was, I don't know what season you are currently making because I just found the podcast on iTunes and I listened to like all the back episodes and then like caught up and then started listening weekly. Yeah. And so, but uh, Jimmy, you know, we, we've learned that Jimmy works at Panera. Uh, Jimmy, is that a secret, Jimmy? Yeah, shh. Don't yeah. reveal my identity. That's my day job. Um, Clark Kent. Yeah. And uh, Jamila's just joined us. Hi, Jamila. Hi. Hey, Jamila. Welcome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so out of breath. But I'm here. Take a, don't worry. Take a breath. Daddy Joe is um, is introducing our, our new addition to, this, to the room reel. As we mentioned last week, or um, when we were critiquing the world of RuPaul's Drag Race, that we are three co-hosts that are not drag queens and inherently um, only have so much input and critique we can give. So we have found a lovely drag queen to join us, but we are also getting Joe's um, backstory on up. So take your breath. And- Hi, Jimmy. Hi, um, Jamila. I love you. It's nice to meet you. Oh, my God. It's nice to meet you, too. You sound very much like George. <laughs> I was like, I thought George wasn't coming. Um, would it be okay if, like, okay, Joe, you finish up your story. I'm going to go to the bathroom, and then we can get right to it. Yeah, go for it, girl. You go that. I told you right. I, I told you in this week we'd stop to take, go to the bathroom. So go for it, Joe. Okay. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about Jimmy. Jimmy is a drag queen. Jimmy, how would you describe your drag aesthetic? Um, I skinny. Disney villain, but like only Disney because there's an element of camp in it. Mm-hmm. Um, vampy, I guess maybe mm-hmm. sexy um, and stupid because I just my performances are always stupid. Whether it's because I've come up with something funny or I just literally don't know any of the words. Are any of your videos on YouTube? Yeah, how can we watch your performances? I I follow Jimmy because I. I'm obsessed with following you on your Instagram and I love your stories and I like following you and your, what I assume is your drag family. But I, yeah, is there a place we can watch like your, your videos? I think I might have one or two up on my Instagram, um, IGTV. Um, I don't record and like the venues that we perform at, they don't like record numbers because I know there are like venues in California and New York, like they record them and post them on their own stuff. So if I want to do anything, I kind of have to like make one of my friends record me on my phone before my number. And I hardly ever remember to do that. So there are very few numbers of mine that I've had filmed. But Jimmy, let me ask you this question. What is, if for anyone listening, if they want to go look at your Insta right now, check out your drag, what is your Insta handle? It's Jimmy Anti, that's J-I-M-M-Y-A-N-T-I. Yeah, so Jimmy, yeah Jimmy's going to join us as the George sound-alike today. Yeah. And, that's um, so funny, too, though, because the the concept of, like, exchangeable gay voices i work at panera like you were saying and there's another gay guy that works there and we work in the drive-thru together and we always tell each other that we can't do anything wrong when we're working together because they would never be able to um differentiate between which one of us was talking to the customer (laughs) have you ever had a gay guy hit on you in the drive-thru at panera no the panera that i work at is situated in a community that is full of straight families and old people 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where the best that's the best place to get hit on because they never yeah. they never think they're going to be reliable or like they're going to have to be accountable for it. So like getting a gay customer is like a big deal, let alone a gay customer flirting with me. So not literally not even. Now, has anybody have, have any straight guys or, you know, quote unquote straight guys ever hit on Jimmy? Um what comes to mind is this last weekend um, there was a pub crawl downtown, uh, which just means that like literally everybody comes and drinks like the queers, the hicks from the backwoods 45 minutes away, like literally everyone comes into Springfield. And so it's like a weird mixture of people already. And so the, there are absolutely people there who don't know what drag is. And so I had to park in this parking garage to walk to um, where the venue was because there was no street parking or any parking closer to the venue downtown. So I had to park and walk, which I usually don't have to walk very far. And um, literally the second that I exited the parking garage, um, someone goes, a bitch. And I kept walking and they said, a thick bitch, because my pads are huge. Um, and then I kept walking and I literally didn't even turn around um, because I was a little terrified because it was definitely a drunk straight guy. And then he goes, a fat ass. Um, and that's when I started running a little bit. Man. So, yeah, I've, I have received um, straight male gaze in drag before. I think Jamila had a question. Yeah, um, well, one, where where are you from again? Springfield, Missouri, which is okay. in like the southern western corner. Gotcha. And what is your drag name? Because I completely missed I'm that Jimmy whole conversation. Anti. Jimmy Anti. Okay. And then my other uh, question is, uh, have you ever dated someone or, or was interested in someone? Because I've seen this a lot and I don't get it but where drag was like a hindrance to them wanting to date you that's so funny so i started drag almost two years ago and i also met my boyfriend almost two years ago so i literally remember on my first date i was like i i had thought about how i had heard stories of people being like it's so hard to date because i do drag and so i was sitting across from him and i knew that i had like the first drag show that I was booked in coming up and I made sure to bring it up that I did that. Cause I was like, if he's not cool with this, then I'm literally not cool with him. And he was cool with it. He was like interested in it. Um, and so, yeah, it's never literally been a problem because I've kept that man the whole time that I've done drag. Good for you nice. and good for him. Um, I okay. Before I go, this is, this was our introduction to Jimmy. Before I go, I want to give a brief. I want to respond to something Jamila said last week, really briefly, because she was. We were. You guys were talking about fraud recall, and about the. And and I think Jamila, you said something to the effect of, "Why would Todrick put together these big music videos and then not pay? Excuse me, not pay the people." It was something like. Yes, it just seemed like okay. You know, I. Uh, as a broke person yeah. uh, who is aiming for stardom, yeah. my MO is to get booked on a lot of things and yeah. make a lot of money, mm-hmm. not necessarily to make productions where I have to hire people. Like, yeah. I want money in. I want to refrain from having a lot of money out unless it's leading to me getting booked for more things, you know, like costumes, whatever, for myself. But I, I 
I just don't understand the reasoning behind him having these grand productions. Okay. So I actually know the answer to this from my history in the music world. This is actually a big problem, not problem, but it's a, a, a common, I guess, scam, so to speak, in like the hip hop and more urban music world. Where what the, the way a music video works is a production company will submit a treatment. But, okay, remember, I, I don't know if it was on the air or not on the air, when I talked about how I wrote, quote, unquote, the shaggy music video. Yes. <laughs> but I, I said that because nothing that I wrote on that music video made to screen, but on paper I wrote it. Okay, here's what happened. Is what they do is they get the gig, right? So let's say it's uh, you know shaggy uh, production company, right? Or the record label. And then, uh, so we got the production. And then the record label essentially goes, okay, here's $200,000 to make the music video. And then, so the music video that was sold to the record company, you know, was, I wouldn't say expensive, but it was like $200,000. And so then what Shaggy does, if you look at the video, it's not a very expensive video. They they were like, oh, yeah, we don't need you. We don't need you. We're going to do it ourselves. And then they made like one that cost like 25000 And then they pocket the one seventy five. So, so the scam is, yeah, it's almost like a weird, like uh, bait and switch, switch scam. That's why, and quote unquote, on paper, I wrote the music, but there's nothing in there that I wrote. And so, with Tondrick Hall, what he's probably doing for it with was the your record, vision too expensive? <laughs> no, it was a very, I don't even remember what it was. But what's funny is, um, I think what Todrick, I don't know, allegedly, if Todrick is doing this, I have no idea. This is just something that's common. It could be. That if someone wanted to do something like that, I'm not saying Froderick did this, is that that you uh, that in other words he the record company pays him let's say a hundred thousand dollars to make a music video, and then his it's his job to deliver that music video under a hundred thousand dollars, and he makes it for fifteen. Well, then Froderick Enterprises pockets the rest. Yeah, but and then that. you still have some money to pay people. Or, or you know what? My I think my point that I was trying to make was, you say to the person, "Hey, I want you to do this video. It's a Taja Call production. You'll mm-hmm. get some notoriety for doing it, but I can only pay you a hundred dollars. That way, the person can either say yeah. no or expect a hundred dollars. You know, when you promise someone like, uh, you know, over a K, and they don't get it, then no one forced no one forced happened. you to show up there if you if you know exactly what you're signing up for." But he has, exactly. he has a record of doing this. I mean, there was I don't remember what the details were there, but there was like there were there have been allegations from like years ago of like I don't want to get into I don't know them exactly. You could if you do a little digging, but like people who were claiming that he offered to sell classes or something and didn't deliver on them. There's a history of him being accused of this. But Jimmy, do you have any Todrick Hall stories? Yeah, okay. Joe, you know I, I allegedly Allegedly, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> this happened. So I had a friend, and he was, um, he told me that he was talking to Todrick Hall, like flirting with him. And this friend, um, they were on the edge of being eighteen. Um, and I oh. wasn't sure if this friend was like actually talking to Todrick Hall, or if like someone was scamming them. And let's just say we still don't know. Right. We still don't know. Sure, we still don't yeah. know. We still don't know. Um, but I wasn't I wasn't sure. And then one night my friend was like, Hey, um, Todrick wants to call me 
is it are you are you is that okay like do i need to go anywhere i'm like no that's fine literally put it on speaker and um the, my friend is like okay and they put it on speaker and uh, this person who was claiming to be Todrick Hall um, was flirting with and carrying on with my friend who is not 18 and then acknowledged that they aren't 18 and acknowledged that nothing public could happen until they were 18, but was still willing to like fly my friend out um, before they were 18. So they got money to fly them out when they're not 18, but they don't but my friend was like, my friend was like not into it. I think they were just like loving the attention. They didn't actually want to, nor could they like get permission from their parents to fly yeah. across the country. First of all, what is, before my apologies, who is someone cooking in the background or what's going on over there? Do you know, guys hear all that? Oh, I hear madness. Okay. Wait, so, so wait, how did this person allegedly meet allegedly Todrick Hall allegedly? Allegedly on alleged Instagram. Mm. Just mm. getting hit up through the DMs. So. Which yeah. is so funny because one of the accusations that is it the dancer or the assistant that makes is that uh, Froderick, you know, constantly is hooking up with like strippers and prostitutes and question people of questionable ages so and I, I don't know if that's true or not i don't know Todrick. right that, but i just wasn't surprised like when i heard all this stuff about todrick because no. i had heard the story a terrible, so, terrible person yeah yeah have, have we heard have we heard anything new about this or any uh, any follow-up on the allegation or is it just kind of all sliding like has manila been paid has anyone been paid is he still working what's do we do we know or do we care enough to or do we I think once you like beef with somebody and it's like out there, I don't know if you like necessarily have to pay them anymore. <laughs> you know, like it's kind of like um, I think that was Manila's way of just cutting her losses. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like when I've gotten a parking ticket. I'm not gonna move my car. I'm like, well, I got the fucking ticket. Yeah. I just bought this car. It's like my student know? loans just sitting there. I'm like, well, they're not going away tomorrow anytime faster, so I'll get them later. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Frogs like, <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm called out on it. What am I, it's almost worse for him to pay. It's acknowledging that yeah. he didn't pay. Well, I just said, like, at what point, when is he going to, who does he need to be hiring or who's going to want to work for him now? Because, I mean, obviously, like, I was going to. There's always dummies. There's always dummies. I'm telling you right now, here's what, like, look, people are so thirsty. Like, if this Harvey Weinstein tomorrow wanted to get some stupid dummy to hook up with, he could do it. There's always going to be people who just. Um, Joe, uh, blah, blah. What else do you have for us? Anything before we start talking about rumors? Any exciting thoughts on RuPaul's Drag Race UK? I can't imagine you should have a show where I can't imagine you'd have a show where you talk about that. But you guys have this show called uh, Bring It to the Runway. Tell us a little about that because I personally have not had a chance to listen to it yet. Um, and give us, give the listeners some, um, a teaser or some idea of what they can expect if they tune into an episode. Yeah, so Yee and I just kind of go over all of the looks that were presented in on Drag Race UK right now. And we just talk about our opinions on the looks. Um, we talk about our lives, both of us being Panera employees. Oh, you're both, um, you're both getting that bread? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Miss Yee is a baker, and um, I... am an, an associate, so... Those bread bowls are so fucking delicious. 
Yeah, we stand sourdough. Jamila, oh there Brett was saying that he works at a Panera where there's a drive-thru. Jamila and I both live in. What? In, I I do. Do you guys have? Do you have anything with the drive-thru in, in New York City? There is not a single. There may be one no. Popeyes here. Yeah, we don't have a drive-thru. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, for maybe that, I can't say that because it might be one in like Queens. There might be like a White Castle's drive-thru in like yeah. somewhere bumfuck Brooklyn, but. Yeah. yeah, I think I do recall I was on a Wait, school trip. I'm going to go. Okay. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. Bye. Um, so, yeah, before I, I do have to confess something, and this will kind of maybe tune into this, but it's been pointed out recently because I used to work in food service as well. And for some reason, I have, I don't know what it is, but like my ideal type of like, like attractive person is like, a like a food service worker at like Burger King or like Panera. I don't know what I find so like. Do you guys because if you if you I feel work, like you've said this on the show before. About? Have I said I've said it on the show? Like I I feel like you have. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like whenever I know it's whenever I meet someone that I know works in the service industry, I find them just so much more endearing and attractive because I know exactly what they deal with and I know what kind of person they are when they go to work and I just find them I find it to be so much more um, relatable and charming. So. You like a man in uniform. I really, I really do. But it's not just any. I, for some reason, it's funny with Evan. It's not just any uniform. It's like blue collar. <laughs> oh, completely. Yeah, like, literally. Yeah, Burger King, Mama. <laughs> Burger King, Burger King, Daddy. <laughs> I want to see you in that green and red embroidered polo shirt. I want to know what your car smells like when you get off your shift. Like, I want that smell of like the <laughs> the, the French fries in the in the back of your seat. Um, all right. Well, we just lost Joe. So, so guys, this week, like as I mentioned, we are um, Sans George Munoz. So we are very happy to have Jimmy on the air with us. And Jimmy, I think what's going to happen, and we'd mentioned this um, briefly. I think we were off the air, but the the hope is that you can join us weekly, or perhaps maybe we'll t- we'll talk base with you maybe once a week and just kind of get your your thought, your input, and your opinions on things um, RuPaul's Drag Race UK or whatever season's airing at the time, uh, as the perspective of a drag queen and a um, a younger, more hip person who is probably watching this show. Where do you watch the show? Actually, as where do you watch weekly? Do you watch it at a bar at home? Do you watch? At a, do you host a drag show? Like, give us an idea of what your your UK Drag Race uh, viewing experience is like. So, Drag Race UK is just a little bit different since it's not airing on TV. I've been watching it just like off of the Wow Presents app. Okay. Um, but since it is streaming and it isn't like at any specific time, it has been easy for me and my friends to get together and watch it together. So what we have done is we just kind of all um, get together and watch it. Me and my, I think most of them are drag queens. Yeah, it's most most of us are queens and we watch it together usually. Okay. Um, and so I guess aside from saying, what do you what are your thoughts on the show thus far? I do want to first, before I ask you that, uh, Jamila, have you had a chance to watch the show yet? Yes, I did. Yeah. I'm all caught up. I watched this. Now, Jimmy, this is like r- fucking ridiculous. But this is the first time I've done the rumor mill for the UK season where I've actually watched the show. <laughs> Love it's that. So, it's so ridiculous. But yes, I watched the Snatch Game. Loved it. My favorite episode so far. Yeah, that's a, that's that's wonderful to hear because I'm excited. To, so I have two co-hosts today that have actually seen the show and are excited to talk about it because I <laughs> sorry no 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 I get it. I've been there. Don't worry. Um, I have also shared the sentiment. I watched this last week. I watched the show actually with George. Um, he invited me over to his house to watch with a bunch of his kickball gay DC friends. Who I have to tell you guys, I'm like kind of um, anti or anti. Uh, DC gay white culture because I just kind of find that whole like Stonewall kickball scene to be 
kind of like terrifying and toxic just cause it's like, it, it's kind of basic and there's nothing like, I don't know they the, the, they visually kind of scare me cause they're all like skinny and hot and judgy and they're all like sporty spice, but not really sporty spice. These people were so nice and so quiet and respectful. I thought Aww. it was, I thought it was going to be like a, packed apartment of people who were just shouting and like really inconsiderate everyone was nice like they had great things to say about the show like no one was being annoying um i was in maybe because guy was a little buzzed and i was definitely stoned i was like in a good mood but i had a really lovely time watching this was the first what what circles does george typically run in would that would have you thinking that's what his like kickball circle was gonna be like because george is on a kickball team and so they have a league and they all kind of know each other i don't know maybe that's just me being Maybe that's me being insecure, honestly. Then I just like I like don't. Assume. You're so hot. You're um, so hot. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird social scene here in DC. Um, but yeah, I got to watch it for the first time with gay people. Usually, we watch it in a club or in a bar. But as you mentioned, Jimmy, I've been watching the season kind of by myself on the app, so it's been a different experience. And we had the snatch game this week, and holy shite, was this a wonderful, wonderful snatch game? I as I think you guys will agree. The Snatch Game has typically uh, been historically such a big uh, buildup that it often doesn't always deliver. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, the general, what you thought made this different, what worked, what didn't work, and what your big takeaways. And I mean, I'm personally, I've watched this at least five or six times, and I'm still picking up on things that I think are so funny and clever. Um, so I just, I would love to hear your inputs on on your experience watching it. Okay, for I just want to say... I remember last week y'all were talking and you were like, well, I'm not a drag queen, so I can't say that. And you were talking about someone's look. Whose look was it? Vinegar's? Do you remember? Yeah, it was, it was, it was vinegar. And because I always, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are hosted by drag queens and I always feel like they always make a point to be like, well, we can say this because we're queens and we know what we, we have experience with this. And I was critiquing Vinegar Strokes' look being messy. um, And that is coming from someone who does not do drag. So it's kind of a double standard. it was messy though, but that's like, that's the point yeah. of the show. And it's funny because I know a lot of queens who I've seen on the show and they're really like sensitive about, you know, people picking them apart, but you know, that's what they were doing when they were watching previous seasons. Like, you know, they were looking at people at Queens that came before them and were just like, Oh, like, look at, look at the way she like right. painted her Literally. face. You know, it's just, it's like, it's, it's, one to me one of the best parts of watching the show that's what makes the show yeah that's what so like i'm really happy that you wanted to bring me here and i am so happy to chat with you about this but i do want to say if you think someone looks busted your opinion is so valid (laughs) like it's okay (laughs) to be like that drag queen doesn't look good just as much as you would be like um selena gomez's new song is a mess like it's literally the same thing and people talk about it they try to they act as though drag is not elevated and so they're like well drag is art and and art is subjective whatever all the dragula bs but it's like i think art can still be critiqued like we can still be like yeah so if you think vinegar's look was busted then literally say it's busted yeah uh, she's gonna look back at it and say it's busted I swear, right. she's go- there's no way she's going to look at back at them. And be like, I don't know messy. what they were talking about. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And again, it's easy. I I just come from the. It's it's easier to be cr- critical sitting at home on the couch behind a keyboard than it is to uh, actually do it. And I really respect that point of view. Yeah. I- um, and I can give the insight that that you might not have, 
but I also want, I want you to be able to be like, read this girl if she needs yeah. to be read. Well, no one's safe at this roast now, chickens, because I have the approval of Jimmy. So we'll let him have it. I'm that one drag queen friend that told you you can be mean to drag queens. All right. Well, I'm going to put that in writing. I will send it to you and have it notarized. So I will have full approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so as as that drag queen, tell me, tell us, what are your thoughts? Like, who who did you live for this last week? What was, what was your, what were your thoughts on the Snatch Game? Okay, if you... I mean, if you watch Drag Race, you know that, like, drag in America is not as centered around um, performance as it used to be and as it is in other places. Um, Because, like, when we get to the Snatch Game episode, it's all of these beautiful girls (laughs) who just fall flat. It is literally, like, American Drag Race is a panel of beauties who are not funny at all. and so what was great about this is it was kind of like if you had the production value of Drag Race Season 11 and applied it to the expectations of drag queens on Season 1 of Drag Race. And it's like they didn't have like – they had seen Drag Race, but like drag where they're from is different than what they were doing. So they were going to continue to do what they were doing. So I think it was really great because the performances – we're so entertaining because that's just the culture there is you need to be funny and you need to be, you need to be able to deliver characters. Um, and so also it just didn't have the lens of like American drag. That's like, if you look okay, it's fine, whatever you do. So, I mean, yeah, there were definitely some um, Donald Trump, um, Margaret Thatcher, like so good. Also, they're not afraid to look ugly for the sake of being funny and for the sake of being a character. And so many American drag queens do not, or they don't even want to get close to not looking pretty. Yeah, I can't think of a, I, a drag queen like Bag of Chips, like in the, a U.S. equivalent of Bag of right. And like, that's just like, that's just, they're not in it for the sake of being this like stunner. Maybe they think they are. but The that's... only person who reminds me of Bag of Chips is... Um... And you know me, I'm terrible with names. Ginger Minge, Ginger Minge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. But even Ginger Minge would be I, like, I am a glamour toad. Like, I don't think Bag of Chips. Yeah, that. Ginger Minge is still a little bit, like, concerned with her image. She kind of has it, like, it, it, clearly, like, inspired by, like, pageant drag. But with Baga, she's so much, like, she is clearly only putting on the look because that's part of what drag is. Yeah. yeah. Like she is excited to get out on the stage. Like that is what it is. For me even, like my kind of paradigm of drag is like drag is everything that you do to prepare for and get ready for. And for me the performance isn't even necessarily like the forefront for me. It's the the look and the visual. And so yeah, like she bag is a queen that completely just like flips that. Right. Interesting. So you guys enjoyed her, Margaret Thatcher, who... Oh, yeah. my God. So the red eyes was just genius. So funny. And so- I, I don't really know Margaret Thatcher that well, except for, like, what she stood for and, like, who she was politically. I don't know her as a character, but it was so funny. And then the back and forth between Donald Trump and Margaret Thatcher is, like, I agree with Alan Carr. I would watch that show like every day if it was like yeah, a real thing it, if it was just per- impersonations like it was it was really it was really done like perfectly 
Yeah, and I got to tell you, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and I'll, I say it every day almost, you know, as someone who lives in D.C., but also just as an American with a brain, I um, I obviously am not here for anything that gives Donald Trump any attention or credit or uh, any more of a spotlight than he already, like, seeks to. Um, that being said, this impersonation of Donald Trump was honestly, like, was one of the best, if Ruth said it, like, the best that they've ever heard. Like, this, um, who's the guy in SNL that gets, that does it, is it... Um, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin could just be like, I'm good. Like, because he tried to retire from this. They could give this to the Vivian like on a weekly basis and they would knock it out of the park. Like it is, it was, it was unreal. And again, the back and forth. They might. I know that the people at SNL. I know the people at SNL are big drag race fans. Oh, they, they would be fools not to get the Vivian on there if they could. Um, Because they would do it in a heartbeat. But yeah, I, as I, I agree with you. I, I only knew about Margaret Thatcher, obviously, from you know what I've what we know of her as a political leader. But I've never really seen interviews with her. I've never really met that character. But it will just be, it'll be Bag of Chips's version of her. Bel Grande Spice, like the ship, they like to go down. Like that's like what I think Margaret Thatcher is at this point. <laughs> well, we're some misses, Jimmy. Who? Was... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Jimmy. Good. Misses. Um. Yeah. Definitely Crystal. Uh, on the panel, she looked, funnily enough, she looked kind of like how the American girls would look for a Snatch Game. Like, she did kind of like a very safe um, look, and it just wasn't funny. Yeah. So she was definitely a miss. Um, I'm trying to think of who else really was on the panel, because um, the Donald Trump and the Margaret Thatcher really just stood out so much. Um, Julia Child, it wasn't bad. She just didn't like bring it enough. Like she should have she said didn't bring more. it at all. I yeah. completely forget got that she was there. Yeah, she um, was as someone there. who likes the British Bake Off, I just felt like Blue Hydrangea was just being crass. I don't really think it was that funny. It's just kind of like there's a cream in my hole. Like how many times are you going to say? <laughs> yeah. I thought that like it would have been. It could have been really funny had she at least thought of like lead-ins that m- correlated with Mary Berry that were maybe a little bit more like an innuendo and less just like obvious. Yeah. I think it's like that role was chosen for her and like, Hey, you're going to be the person from British Bake Off. And she was like, I've never seen that show. That's how she played it. And she, Very, played, yeah. and she played it well into RuPaul's because I, I think we talked about how RuPaul kind of just loves these like, very basic dad joke, very crass. So they, they just went 150 degrees towards like, you know, I'm just going to be crude. And it's going to be very in your face. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And RuPaul seemed to love it. So it worked. Um, I agree. I don't really watch the great, great British Bake Off, but I did find the character funny because I didn't have a connection to the character beforehand. So I think it could go both ways. Um, I also want to say that Julia Childs, I think we can say it's fair to say is a cursed character because Milk was also Julia Childs back in season six, and it was not well received either. So if you're listening, or if you're Jimmy, or any of your friends that are going to be want to be on Drag Race, uh, don't I do would, Julia Childs. Don't, don't do Julia Childs. I think that's a safe one to, to leave a, leave put, in the workroom. Put her right next to Beyonce and Lady Gaga as people not to do. If we see one more Beyonce, that person should just go home right then and there. Oh. Or Beyonce related. You remember when uh, Vixen did Blue Ivy? It was so bad. Oh my bad. god! I there's like just that. not. There's not material. It's not funny. Yeah, make it funny. Um, 
Okay. We'll Where see. are the jokes? Where are the jokes? Yo, have you guys heard Trinity the Tux album? You, any of those songs from there? It's There's one called Where Are the Jokes, and it's actually kind of funny. I think I have heard that song. She Does she use the actual clip from the show in there? Uh, she doesn't, but I think she actually would have benefited from using it. Yeah, I think the whole point is that she's actually not very funny. Um, Love it. Poor, poor, tri- poor Trinity. Uh, so like, so uh, tell me, you guys, I want to hear your thoughts again on maybe the looks this week. Obviously, the Snatch Game was amazing, but we got double dose of exceptional performance. And I thought some really, really stellar looks this week as well. Uh, Jimmy, as a drag queen, I will wait. For, I will let you go second. But I want to hear, Jamila, your thoughts on the runway this week. Anything that stood out to you or things that were not uh, that were worth bringing up a week later? <laughs> Um, I love Crystal's look. She was the one that would look like a tree, right? Uh, that was the Vivian, I think was the tree. Crystal was the one that was, no. that had the. No, okay. There was somebody who was like really, really tall and had really long fingernails and they look like a tree, but I thought it was Crystal. Cause the, oh. Vivian... had, like, the blade and then like the metal armband. And, oh, okay. Like, the metal okay. 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 That was that was amazing. That, that was, was really cool. so cool to see. And then even like the mouth jewelry was really, really cool to see. But um okay, my least favorite look was the person was even worse than um than something wong was uh was it Baga who had the black across her face? Yeah, that's that was just really, really it just looked like she got ran over. It seems, yeah. like there, it seems like there's been a trend recently of just let's just paint your forehead and that will come off as high fashion. Jimmy, do you agree that that is that should be removed from people's vernacular as a contestant on the show? Yeah, it's just so if you're doing it with intention, it's like a fine thing. But like, how did, did the black line fit into the story of it's what was the the theme was like science? Mm-hmm. It's not something science. Genetically modified drag queens, I believe, was the theme. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, it just didn't give me that. It just was weird. It just it had no purpose. And she wasn't even wearing like a lash. I think Michelle pointed that out. There just wasn't any detail in it. So it was like clearly a shortcut because eye makeup takes the most time. <laughs> so but it's it like, speaks to what, what it speaks do? to what you guys were saying. It speaks to what you guys were saying, though, because that was bag of chips, right? Yeah. Who had the yeah. So yeah, she she did what she needed to do in, in, in snatch game. And then she, you know, mailed it in after that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I even think the Vivian who other than this runway, I have loved the Vivian's looks, but the Vivian, this episode, she might be the one that you liked with that looked like the tree. I didn't like it. She had like the Brown bodysuit on. No, I think no, she's, no, uh, she's no, thinking no. of Davina DeCampo. That's what. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm thinking okay. of Davina DeCampo that because she was, I was like, it had, it was, I'm talking about the really tall lanky one. Yeah. Davina looked, it was by far my favorite look on the runway. Cause she looked so beautiful. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Jimmy, you were saying? Yeah, the Vivian, I just think that... So, it was the double win, right? Between Baga and Vivian? Yes. So, I just don't think... Both of them had pretty bad looks, which was funny because the Vivian... Uh, I thought she had turned, like, really great looks throughout the whole thing. And I thought her the bodysuit just, like... It looked like thing fake flowers randomly glued to a cheap bodysuit. Is cinching also not a thing there? Because it's like, I've noticed that either the uh, the queens are naturally like really thin 
And so, you know, when they're in drag, their silhouettes, you know, like they'll do, they'll put some padding on, but for the most part, they don't really do anything. But like the thicker girls, they're just thick and curvy and juicy. Like they don't really do anything to like cinch their waist at all. And I know that that's like really emphasized in on the U.S. drag race. It's like if you are a thick and juicy, like uh, Latrice got, you know, in the later seasons got, you know, uh, picked apart for that, like make a silhouette, like you know, bring it in a little bit, snatch your waist a little bit. I think that it's a lot of, I think it's kind of a thing that has been created by RuPaul's Drag Race. I think it's good. Like, I think it is good drag to be in control of the shape that you are presenting. Like, I think that is just like something you should think about, but not, uh, not uh, lots of drag queens don't. Like, most drag queens I know, they pad at least, but not everyone wears like corsets and cinches in. Um, because I just think it's kind of a thing where you're like, I don't always cinch, but I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race now and RuPaul's Drag Race, you cinch. And so like, I think that's kind of like the perception of like good drag queen cinch, which is, I mean, I kind of agree at one time, but also what I see is that there are lots of queens who don't cinch. So I do kind of think it's a cultural thing, but also a cultural thing that only applies to the television program itself. Gotcha. I just I only say that because my two critiques of um, of the Vivian and of something long was just they they kind of looked very dumpling ish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they just looked very round and not curvy at all. Just round. Yeah. Like not a defined shape. Like they didn't focus on creating that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, how is this going to read to camera? Because I thought that I saw, I've seen photos of, um, of something Wong's costume and their, their outfit. And it actually looks kind of stunning and it looks very like interesting. But then when you see it moving on camera and you see them turn around and you see the back and you see it in motion and on in angles that you don't really expect that they probably were imagining they'd be seen in, it doesn't work. Like the face makeup, you could see like where it was like kind of a little blotchy. I don't, I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot. I think you have a good point, Jimmy, of the drag that you are expected to do on RuPaul's Drag Race is specifically for RuPaul's Drag Race and not always what you would do at a bar when you're performing a number like on Halloween. Yeah, like I know that it is common for girls to, when they get cast, to be like, okay, I just got cast. Um, all of my friends, you're going to come help me make a completely unique wardrobe of stuff that I've never worn for this show now because nothing I have works for what I need to have. Yeah. Jimmy, would you ever would you ever do this show as a young queen? Is that is that a taboo thing to ask for? Really? If anyone um, listening, hi, casting team. Um, my name is Jimmy Anti. Follow me on Instagram at Jimmy Anti. If you'd like to cast me in the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, yeah, I feel, like I, you should, I feel like you should definitely do it, especially after I've seen so many queens like over the past like few years, just openly admit to having done drag for 11 months. Like, <laughs> that's like enough reason. If, I mean, honestly, if I was a if I was a drag queen, I would that I would definitely apply. Yeah, you make so much money after you're cast on the show if you market yourself correctly compared to um $25 for a show if you haven't been on TV so yeah absolutely I would love to do it I would love to make money 
have you had a chance to work with any of the Rue girls that have come through to your area as as, as a bar at a bar? Like, what have you had any experience working with Rue queens? Yeah, I've worked with a few. I've worked with uh, Ms. Cracker, um, Pearl, Tammy, and Layla McQueen. Never heard of them. <laughs> no. Um, how was what was Cracker like? Because you know She's we were she was very big, much big Cracker fans here after that media. Um. Cracker, it was just her and Caitlin, and they kind of just like kept to them. She was super nice. She would like she chatted with us for a little bit, but she just kind of her and Caitlin talked amongst themselves most of the time. But like if someone were to say something to her, she would engage. Um, yeah. yeah, she was really nice. Um, and I feel like Layla McQueen would be a good time. If that's someone who I've always like, if I saw that Layla was coming to like a DC show, I would go see in a heartbeat. Amazing, literally amazing show. Like she is so so good. Like that's interesting because so you know, good. like I I only know Layla McQueen from her season. So yeah, she's not someone I really think about. But now that you bring her up, I'm like, I wonder what a Layla McQueen show is. It funny? Is it like she what? What is, is does like um Panic at the Disco like pop punk like that is her niche that she fills, and she is so good at performing. She's just fun to watch. Because she goes all in and she does these like pop punk songs that like no one's like, especially drag queens aren't performing. Um, And they're just so fun. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Layla McQueen is an amazing drag queen who just happened to get eliminated early on TV. Yeah. And she was a a drag queen that I thought it was pretty. It seemed like they were kind of pushing for her to maybe be brought back to kind of do like a a Vanjie style return. And I just don't think it ever got taken off the ground. I would love to see her be brought back for like an underdog season or, or a, a second chance style survivor season. Yeah, that would be so good. She would slay. I'm sure I knew when I was watching it, I was like, she was cool. Why'd she get eliminated? And just like having seen her perform live is very much like there's more to her that you didn't get to see on TV. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break for some commercials. And then we're going to come back and talk about the rumors and more thoughts on this season of Drag Race UK. And welcome back to the Rumor Mill. Um, as it is stated in the title of this show, um, this is called the Rumor Mill. So we're going to get into some rumors, tea, and speculation. Uh, before we do that, though, I do want to warn you, like I said, if you don't like to hear rumors, then listen to something else and turn this the hell off because we do not hold back here. Um, thus far, guys, um, um, Jimmy and Jamila, what have you guys thought about the, the halfway? We're at the halfway point, I'd say, of the season We've been pretty much on the nose with rumors and speculations. What have we been wrong with so far that you can think of? I really can't think of anything that we've been, that we've missed. I think there was like one episode, and I can't remember which one, where we we knew who was going home, but we got wrong who they were lip syncing against. That's very likely. Um, Yeah. But I think that's it. Yeah. So one of the rumors that we talked about was that uh, this was rumored to be the best Snatch Game of all time. And I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts were. Where would, where would you rank last week's Snatch Game um, in comparison to previous ones? I don't know if it was the best Snatch Game of all time collectively. But the Vivian's Donald Trump is like on the in the Hall of Fame for sure. I agree. Yeah. Like scary, scary, like scary good. It definitely, definitely legendary. And it's almost like they're. I've been watching some ones where like they're, you know, the legendary, you know, characters. It almost seems like they're so good that they were set up to like to succeed well. Like you know, Alaska's Mae West. If you watch her interact with her, she is it is so seamless. As like, did they like? There's no way this person could be this good. But I think that they just really honed in on 
how to play the game of the Snatch Game, but also they came in with a perfect impersonation. Um, the Vivian's definitely is up there. Bag of Chips definitely up there. And but I, I don't think that if uh, I don't think Davina DeCampo could have done. I mean, I don't know, but I just can't see her doing a better Margaret Thatcher than Baga. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Jimmy, what were your thoughts on any of the other runways or the looks that you have come up so far? We we don't really get to talk about the rumors of the looks, obviously, because that's not that's one of the surprises that I love about the show is that we can talk about a lot of what things going to happen, but the runway is still always kind of up for grabs. So, I mean, my personal favorite and shock of this week was Blue Hydrangea's eye look. Yeah, that I thought that was so really cool. Her makeup, very her makeup cool. was so cool. Um, and that headpiece was super cool. But the, like under the shoulders, I was like, eh, boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that was you could definitely tell that they spent a lot of time on the face makeup and everything else was kind of done in advance. But yeah, still a good look. No, it was still very good. I would love to see the look with like a more thought out outfit to go with the really stunning makeup and uh, headpiece. Okay. Her makeup was so cool that it looked like a mask. It was, oh, yeah, I thought painted. it was a mask and I had to do a double take. And then I was like, oh no, that her face is painted. Yeah, that was the hoot when I was watching with these these queens at this apartment. Was that for, It took everyone at least a few seconds to realize that, that it wasn't just a mask underneath. And when you realize that it was full face makeup, we were like, I mean, the full fanning, yes, bitch work. Like people were screaming. That was a big, big moment for her. But see, that's blue hydrangeas like... MO, I feel like, because this isn't the first time we've seen it. Her whole thing is like, eh, you know, I'm going to be kind of mediocre during the challenge, but I'm going to kill it with this runway look. And that's what she did the time where she had like three tits, like killed it. Like she looked so cool. But like, you know, I think that's what's keeping her safe. Yeah. Or her, her, um, her posh on a penny look was actually, yes. like, the more I look at it, I'm like, holy fuck, that is so sick. Did you enjoy that? Were you impressed by that? or any? Was that as impressive to you, Jimmy, as someone who... Uh, have you ever had to make a look um, on in a pinch like that and made it... And would you have the same reaction to that kind of style of a, of a look coming on the runway? Yeah, I think Blue is super talented um, um, with, like, the visuals. And I think she has a really good... Um, just like she's really creative too. So not only does she have like the skills to actually like put those looks together, she also puts together um, really unique looks. And I'm excited to see what Blue gets to do um, after she can make more money touring with drag and like what kind of ideas and concepts that she can execute with more money because she is so talented. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like as a drag queen, it still stands up as being like, she has, she's really cool and especially since she put the posh on a penny look together super yeah it's really great i have a question that i don't think we've ever asked on this show but out of all of the girls who are left you know how the 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 grand prize is getting flown out to hollywood and having your own world of wonder show out of all the girls who are left, who would you like to see uh, have their own show? Hmm. That's a really great question. This is not the girl I think should win, but I do think Bag of Chips should have a show more than any of the other girls. I think Bag of Chips could carry a weekly show uh, better than anybody. Better than sure. anybody, but I don't. I also I don't think that makes her the best drag queen. I don't think she should necessarily win the competition. Like. Um, who are who are your favorites? Who do y'all think should win? Jamila, go ahead. 
I think the Vivian should win. I think that um, I would love to see a show. Well, I wanted to see a show from Something Wong just because I think she's – I love her commentary. And it's usually like – I don't like – anytime the bag – every anytime Bag of Chips is like doing commentary, I'm usually just like, ugh, like stop. I don't know why I'm so annoyed. Like I'm in awe of her talent, but I have just – she can be too much. I'm coughing me minge off. I'm a gobstite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I want to see a whole show of that. Um, <laughs> but um, – yeah, I don't I feel like Crystal is very boring as far as like personality goes. Um yeah, I mean I think the Vivian would would be a cool show to watch. And I love you know what? I love how like bitchy, but like cool, like, you know what, I'm just gonna lay here, cross my arms, but like says the bitchiest things, uh Davina DeCampo. Like I just I don't know. She has very like kind of like, you know, witty kind of snide shady commentary and i don't know i'd love to see her on a show she kind of remi- her commentary kind of reminds me of like um raja or something where it's like i want to just see her do like uh what's the what's the fashion show uh rue rue review yes i want to see davina de campo on on an episode of that oh yeah, yeah i have to agree that, i have to agree that i think i don't think that she's gonna win i think she's gonna do we know that she does make it to the final three um i do think davina de campo is my favorite and i think that she is the most versatile and that i think she would be the most interesting to like watch in a show i found myself watching bits of her on that show altogether now i've seen her audition on the voice um i think they have a very unique take that they like they mentioned this in the first episode there i think that i my drag is combines the looks of of new school and the talent and the performance of old school and i mean she didn't deliver on her julia child but i think we've seen so far that they have the most um versatile of talents in that regard so i would be most excited to see her she's my personal favorite what about you jimmy i really like the vivian i think she like brings it in all categories like looks um are generally pretty great um her makeup is flawless it's so good like visually you really can't clock her like there's nothing nothing there that really like interrupts your eye when you look at her um and then unless unless you're michelle vachaz and you can't notice um that he's not wearing prosthetics so it's just his actual face (laughs) big old nose (laughs) but also she um is a great performer. Like with that Donald Trump performance, like that is a show that people would go to. Like that is really good of her just being dumb as shit as Donald Trump. Like that's funny. I'd like to see what else she can do. Um, I want to see more of that Kim, Kim Woodburn because that Kim Woodburn impression is uncanny. And Kim Woodburn is a fucking hoot. Literally the one where she goes, don't you start with, I can't even, I can't do it, but we're saying, don't you start with me? Blah, blah, blah. That's, They've got a lot more tricks up their sleeves than I think that we realize. And we've just seen that one amazing I, one. I also really like Cheryl Hole. Like, I think she, I think I would want to watch her do things too. You know, like I, like I, like we've said a million times, sometimes the best drag queens just don't do that great on the show um, and don't go as far as like you you wish they would, but it doesn't diminish their star power at all. I think Alyssa Edwards is like a great example of that. But I also think that like Cheryl Hole is a, uh, is a great example of that. Like as someone who is clearly a star, but you know, 
don't know necessarily how far she's going to go in this competition. I always forget about Cheryl Hall, which is so funny because I feel like she's a huge, huge name. That's a good point that you bring up. I think Cheryl Hall would be interesting to see on a show. Excuse me. I have my indigestion sitting. Don't turn, don't turn 28, guys. Um, <laughs> my, that she is a really interesting character that I think she would be brilliant if she was paired with the right person on a show. Much like I think Uh is so great because it works well with Katya and Trixie. They have this great chemistry. I'd want to see Cheryl Hole like with like her best Judy or like a, a, someone who they have a good chemistry with and see how that show worked out because we haven't really had a chance to see them shine as as a individual performer yet. But I think we're going to get a chance to this week because it is rumored um, that this week is a a girl group performance challenge. So they're going to be asked to sing live and perform as two separate girl groups. Uh, they are going to be coached and mentored by not Todrick Hall, which thank goodness. Um, sorry, I'm going to pull up this little, uh, this little spoilers that I have here, but they are mentored this week by the famous. And if I don't know who this is, and I also mind you guys, I'm going to go on record to say that I deserve to be publicly shamed for not picking up on the fact that the guest judge last week was fucking Jerry from Dick Ginger Spice. Yes. I, I picked, I know that immediately because that's my, I'm okay. So I'm 32 and I was 12 at the like height of the Spice Girls. So like that was for me. Like I was, I went to, I went to a, like two Spice Girls concerts. Really? I went, yeah, yeah. So I, I saw the Spice Girls when I saw one Spice Girls when it was the original lineup. And then the other concert I went to, we were like, what the, what, what the fuck is going on? Because it was like the weekend before the concert, Jerry left the group. And so we were like, oh, my gosh, like, how is this going to affect the show? Like, you know, and so, like, when you said Jerry Hallowell, I was just like, okay. And that it made sense because you had talked about Spice Up Your Life being the song. So I was like, oh, yeah, Yeah. of course. And I love, I love, I love the fact that when they asked uh, Davina, why didn't she do Posh? And, like, they were like, well, do her right now. And she was just like, I can't do the Spice Tour reunion because I'm a brand now. And it was a total was, flop. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Jerry was just kind of like, "That's that's mean." <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like too too close, too soon, too real. It's kind of like when we joke with Joe Batanz, and then we like annoyingly strike a nerve, and it's like, "Oh, did we just upset? Yeah. Did we just upset oh, you?" No, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, Jimmy. Are you a big Spice Girls fan, or is that is that just way too a little too far out of your uh, out of your wheelhouse. The Space Gills. Wait, Jamila, I do not believe <laughs> that you're 32. Yeah, I'm 32. Okay, so you said that I'll be third. I'll be 33. In so December. you're 32, and you said you were 12 at the height of the Spice Girls, and which means that at that time I was freshly being born. So yeah, I don't really have that much of a relationship with. <laughs> The Spice Girls. <laughs> to quote Davina, I, I can, she just got birth. What is this about? <laughs> <laughs> I can see how, like, in retrospect, if you weren't there, <laughs> um, they look like this just campy group of tacky looking chicks, you know, because like none of them could dress. Like, it was just, first of all, go and watch the Spice Girls movie because they had a movie and the movie was great. Oh, the movie was lit. It was good. The movie was so good. But then also their songs were pretty good. And that's, I I typically don't like pop music. Like I am a rock, hip hop kind of chick. 
but it spoke to my just sensibilities of, you know, there's these five women, they were like in their 20s at the time. And they just were like, yeah, like girl power. And like, you know, it just it just it was like feminism for kids. And it really spoke to me. And then there was a black one, there was a black one. And there were so many like pop people at the time where it was like you know i i saw her and i saw her hair and she spoke to me and representation matters it really it really really does you really do you really do sound like george i'm loving this (laughs) representation does matter um it's gonna be really hard when george is back on the show and we have jimmy i'm gonna be like now you know announce yourself yeah (laughs) this is this is jimmy talking I, yeah, you have to announce your pronoun, um, your name, and then your where you're coming from before every line that we speak. Um, so yeah, so this week is, as I mentioned, we're doing girl groups. Well, we are. They did girl groups, and they were divided into two teams. The first team being consistent, comprised of the Vivian, Blue Hydrangea, and Crystal. And the other team was made up of uh, Bag of Chips, uh, God, Cheryl Hall, and uh, Davini DeCampo. And so I believe what is expected of them, they have to go about making their own lyrics. They have to perform, record, and perform their own uh, songs, which is interesting. They didn't do this when the Spice Girls were there. It's a little bit of an odd, maybe not an odd miss. It really feels like a scheduling snafu to me. Like they had um, the Spice Girl judge on the one episode before. It literally feels like they moved, they delayed production by a day, but like she couldn't change her schedule or something. Yeah, like so, something yeah. was bumped and fucked because I yeah. think that is like because they. I mean, Jerry, like Jerry, should have been a, a like a snatch game. Host. Like she, you know, I think they should have really utilized her more. That's a very interesting point to point out. Uh, big big snafu there, but yeah. So they have to perform and record their own stuff. Um, in the previews that we do see, um, we see bits of what's meant to look like um, bag of chips failing or having flubbing on her issues, and that we see that the Vivian is the only one that actually quote is a singer on their group. Not sure if that's going to foreshadow some drama there, but they are joined and they are, um, they are uh, what's the, what's mentored and coached by a singer net by the name of um, M N E K Nenk. Do we know this person? No, never heard. Never heard of him. Um, I'm sure I'll get roasted for this, but he looks glamorous. He's got these two awesome pom poms hair. Like he looks fucking fierce and hopefully will be more helpful than Todger call is on the u.s versions and the guest judge this week is actually maybe not the guest judge this week is jade thurwall who is from little mix who is another girl group oh yeah i know little mix. Um, we like little mix but i feel like we like the spice girls more so they'll be curious to see uh what their input is as a guest judge are uh do you guys want to place any bets as to who you think is going to do well and not do well on this before i spill the spill the rumors i don't uh, and I don't know if it's just me being racist towards Irish people, <laughs> but I don't know if I see Blue Hydrangea as being like thing. a great singer. Yeah, I can't see it. I can't okay. see her doing well. You don't see Blue Hydrangea. Who do you think will do well? Who do we expect to be a a, a successful contender here? The Vivian. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, the Vivian and Davina, if yeah. I had to guess. Interestingly enough, um, it is projected that the queens who will struggle this week are actually the Vivian, who is projected not to do well. Oh, wow. Vivian, Vivian seemed to struggle. Um, it's also expected that 
Crystal and Cheryl Hall will also struggle this week. I can definitely see them struggling at this challenge. Yeah, I can see Crystal being like, yeah, this is just like not what I signed up for. This is not what she does. Um, and I think it's funny if you watch again the the preview for next week's episode. You, it's almost they they set it up as if Baga is supposed to be the one that that messes up, and that that Vivian actually is the the strongest in her group. Uh, but actually, the rumor is that Baga wins the challenge. So, wow. um, Baga Chips is rumored to win the challenge, which means we will have seen this will be Baga Chips' third win, and out of this is five episodes. Out of five episodes, only three queens have won, have won challenges so far this season. What do we think of that? I think like, that they are really going all in on accepting the different paradigms of drag that they have in the UK. I think, and they're, and they're trying to make that clear, too. They're like, see, Baga has won more challenges than anyone, and she's busted. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. But I mean, at this point, so um, yeah, that is true. She, she's not that busted. She's just not a look queen. I think that's the fair way to look at it. Would you agree? I, I think for I agree. some things, yes, she can definitely put herself together. But the way Drag Race works is they give you prompts for the runway and you just have you have to put something together for that, whether or not you already had something in your wardrobe for it. So yeah, the uh, the 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 looks that they have on the runway, they that's what they brought with right. them, right? So I just think that she doesn't, when she was thinking about getting ready for Drag Race, she wasn't as concerned with making sure her looks fit the themes and looked great. Because she clearly has looks that are signature to her and look great, but like it's not really within her brand to do the like this last challenge that was like the genetically modified drag queen. Like that's not really in her regular wheelhouse. And since she's not really a look girl, she wasn't gonna go like that far out of the box, really. So I think that's just where my sentiments on Bag of Being Busted come from. That far out of the bag, you mean? Ta-da, boom, bing! Wow. All right, and then, so guys, who do we predict will be the next queen to leave before I spell it? On on, on three, we will each say the name, and I'll say who goes home. And you guys say who you think it's going to be, okay? One, two, three... Crystal. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> we are losing Crystal Beth this week. Uh, we are all going to rehab, and we are saying farewell to the non, um, non-accented non cast member of this season. She is rumored to lip-sync against Cheryl Holm, who will finally get her chance to shine as the, quote, lip-sync assassin of this season. I actually don't have a rumor of what the lip-sync song is going to be. Uh, which is probably on me to not do more due diligence to figure it out. But this will be the first time that we have a surprise of a song. But it nice. is rumored that Cheryl truly, truly just assassinates her. Well, wait, wait. It's the, uh, the who's the judge again? It's someone from Little yeah. Mix? You think it's going to be a Little Mix song? I would imagine. But with that being said, they've they've been leaning towards um, more British like um, like songs so far. Uh, is Little Mix a British pop band? I think so. I think they oh, are. then yeah, we'll probably yeah. expect like a little like Black Magic maybe, or uh, what are they? A little mix song. Shout out to my ex. Is that a Brit- little mix song? I don't know. I just only know uh, truthfully. I only know Little Mix because of the one member who tried to do a Jamaican yeah. accent. <laughs> wait, I don't. I don't know. This you don't song. know this meme? You wait, Evan. You don't know this meme? <laughs> no, what is this? This is literally the only reason Little Mix matters to me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If- look you have to google when the show is over google little mix jamaican accent okay, right. they were on this show one of the funniest thing i've okay, ever seen they were on a show and they were playing some sort of game where they all had to do accents and she pulls like a card that's like jamaican and she's like ah, 
I don't know. Um, okay. Um, Blake, it's so good. <laughs> what? Okay, well, you you guys chit chat while I, I'm 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 looking this up right now. Little Mix Jamaican. Um, oh my god, it's so it is funny. The best thing. But that's really that's really it's really sad because that's all I know Same. about Little Mix. I don't like, know when you said Little Mix, I was like, oh, I I was like, oh, I know them, but I don't really. I don't oh, know wait, any of the songs. Okay, I don't know any okay, of their okay, names. Okay, I'm gonna. Wait, wait, can you guys hear this? Um, you, uh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> that was, the, but the, but the the prompt, the prompt, because that's like that's like the thing you see her do all the time, and people will just put that anywhere. But like the prompt was, they were supposed to be pulling cards of accents, and she pulled Jamaican, and like, <laughs> oh gosh. That was her response. Okay, well, that's this is not, and this is not is the she girl. The one that's the judge, or no? No, I, I don't think it's the same girl. It's the judge. She's other Aww. other mix. That is another uh, mess up that they had. <laughs> they should have got the only famous one, the meme yeah, one, the meme queen. Um, so yeah, that is it for the rumors this week. We are going to say goodbye to Crystal Beth, and then after that, we will be left with Cheryl Hole, Davinia DeCampo, um, uh, bag of chips, the Vivian. And who's the last one I'm missing? Is that five? Top five? Uh, blue, blue, hyd- blue hydrangea. Blue hydrangea. Blue hydrangea. Blue hydrangea. Yeah. I'm really liking the pacing of the season. I don't know if you guys agree. I think 10 queens is just enough. I think this, this season is kind of flying, but it's still there's still enough to go. I'm looking forward to it. Guys, I don't I, I cannot tell you enough how much I'm loving, loving RuPaul's drag race again. I think this is such a people it's have just been fresh. It's like so it's, different. It's so fresh, so different. It's, the lip sync, yeah. the lip sync suck. Yes, whatever. Leave that. Leave your critiques of that at home. But it's so, it's so engaging. Well, and I don't lip sync as much. Well, yeah. They're- but I'm also, I feel like this is the perfect bridge to take us to the next All Stars. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, hopefully it's not to the detriment of the All Stars cast because hopefully they can they can follow up to it. Because honestly, I'm I'm riding the UK high right now. I think it's I been such think- a good season. I am too, but as soon as someone, I forget who it was who told me that the, the latest version of All Stars is going to have old people, older, older members come back yeah. as lip sync assassins and, and try and get rid of the new cast members. And I was like, oh, that is just, yeah. th- oh, that's so juicy. I think I heard it on the Afterthought Media show, The Rumor Mill, where we talk about rumors, scene, speculation about RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, yes, that is definitely where you Ding. heard it. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. No. Which, which one of you hoes? Is which, the one which one of you? It, which one but... of you boring gays that had nothing else to do? Um, <laughs> can talk about this. Well, before we wrap it up, I want to give you guys a chance. Is there anything? Any final thoughts? Things you want to say, Jimmy? It's been so great having you. We've been um, yeah. super excited about this site, this prospect, and we really hope that you will uh, come back and join us more throughout the rest of the, the show. And like I said, it's just been so nice having the fresh perspective of. Um, of a lovely, uh, talented member of the Afterthought family who is also a very talented drag queen uh, join us on the show this week. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. I had so much fun uh, chatting with y'all. Um, the only thing I have to say is follow me on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, remind, 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 remind the listeners again, I want you to give you a chance. Hawk your, uh, plug your plug your butt and your media. Tell us where you can find you. <laughs> At Jimmy and Ty on Instagram. That's J I M M Y A N T I. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm Jimmy the Anti. Ding! 
And as always, Jamila, it is a pleasure and a joy to get to see you and talk with you every week. Um, I appreciate I appreciate Aww. our group chat and you sending me that. Jamila sent this funny video this week of this uh, drag queen in a dinosaur costume performing to the Jurassic Park theme song. They were like sliding down a stripper pole. That's amazing. And uh, I was uh, I was at Trader Joe's and I was literally cackling at next to the woman at getting free samples. I was like, I'm sorry, this is this is a this is a thing I got to go. But it's lovely seeing you and I hope that you've had a nice week. Oh, yes. I am getting my life to Jimmy Anti right now. Yeah, we, like, I'm going to start putting a cross on Love that. that. That's, that's like, yeah. Jamila Anti, drag daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The River Mill. Um, we hope you'll join us next week where we discuss and decom- deconstruct every episode and upcoming rumors for RuPaul's Drag Race UK, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, and RuPaul's Drag Race US. For myself, um, Jamila, and Jimmy, and George, when he comes back, thank you so much, and have a wonderful evening. Bye. Bye. You can find Jamila Zara at her lifestyle blog, HiHowAreYou.com. That's H-I-G-H-H-O-W-A-R-E-Y-O-U.com. George Munoz can be followed on Instagram at the real George Munoz. That's T H E R E A L J O R G E M U N O Z. Follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M Ayers. That's E V A N M A Y R E S on Instagram and on Twitter at Nobody Cares. That's N O B O D Y C A Y R E S. The Rumor Mill is an Afterthought Media podcast.